Hi, everybody, and welcome to the Roseanne Bar podcast. Boy, am I excited today. I'm having trouble stifling myself with joy and anticipation and excitement uh, that I feel when I meet women who get it. Oh, you see. It's cool when you meet somebody that you totally connect with, a woman that really gets it about what's important and has ideas about how we can get there together yeah. uh, past all the bullshit that's been shoved down our throat 24-7 by the media and someone who can well intellectually discuss the power of the media, not only in the daily lives, but in fact, to uh, influence a national election. And that's very, very important. Mm -hmm. I always talk about mind control in the media. And, you know, I have someone that really uh, was there, is there, and like kind of went from behind the curtain to the front of the curtain. <laughs> Has a peculiar and very interesting perspective on all of that. And so I'm very excited to have her. Now, both of us are, we can get ourselves into trouble at times. <laughs> Me? So, so we have to we be mindful of that. So yeah. we have decided, or I decided, I told my son, Jake, Jake, say hi. Hello, everybody. Hi, Thank Jake. you for joining us again. I said, well, we're going to start with a prayer. So I, you know, to, uh, to, to guard our... You know, to help ask, to ask, you know. Can you introduce K Carrie real quick? Though? I am going to <laughs> She's do getting that. to it. <laughs> I'm just going to get to the prayer to say, it's very important when two people are together of the same mind and saying a prayer together. I agree. And my prayer partner today is my exciting and enchanting and only drop dead gorgeous and thin. <laughs> Wow. Governor nice. of Arizona, Carrie Lake. Welcome her, please. Oh my gosh, thank you. I am, I'm so excited. I mean, I had to barely contain my excitement coming over today. It's I'm sitting so nice with the legend. To meet you. And I am too. I feel the same way about you. And I, I always do start every, I start every day with a prayer, but you know, you've seen some of my interviews. I start every interview, nobody probably realizes this, but I just say, God, um, use my voice, use my words, use every thing you've you've given me and and speak through me so um even those times when i'm I snapping back too. at the media mm -hmm. i have prayed beforehand so i really think that god was kind of okay with that i i say those same words and i say please guard my tongue that everything i say will come from my heart and be full of love mm -hmm. even when i'm smacking <laughs> an sob upside the head with my words <laughs> and, and that was like really that's what I say because it's like so karmic that you would speak truth to power in a kind way. I think it's much more powerful than screaming and burnished crap down, you know. I um, I guess I do have a little bit of that ability. I didn't realize it. I talk about it in my book when I first jumped in. You know, I worked 30 years behind the scene, well, in front of the camera. Right. But I worked 30 years in the news. I guess it's called the fake news. I didn't think of it that way when I was in it until... Did you write your own stories or were they given to you? I wrote a lot of it. I mean, mm -hmm. I, I'm a writer and a yeah. journalist. I love being a journalist. I went to the University of Iowa 
And oh, I, that was the best journalism school. Well, I said, I don't know a, about that. <laughs> well, it's one of them. I think back in the 90s, oh, any journalism school was better because you were actually <laughs> learning journalism. You know, you right. ask the stories or you ask the questions, you keep your opinion out of it, you tell both sides of the story. Sometimes there's three sides and you don't put your opinion in, but somewhere along the way. Didn't objective go to subject, subjective? Didn't that change a tense? Something like that happened. You know, some people will say, Carrie, the media was always leaning to the left. And they're right. It really did have a a left bent to it. But I always felt that I could keep what came out of my mouth fair. Um, Unfortunately, during COVID, during the Trump years, I really saw the media, as I say, the... uh, the shells, what, what do I, what is the, that phrase I used to use all the time? They really cracked the shells off the nuts. Mm-hmm. President Trump cracked the shells off the nuts. And you were, all of a sudden, you revealed all the nuts in the newsroom. Yeah. And they just lost their mind. So, um, but I, I have always been in front of the camera. You know, when I became a news anchor, you know, two and three hours a day in front of the camera. And you're not typically losing your cool when you're in front of the camera. So I think I learned that skill. And when I ran for office, I remember I was so disillusioned with the media because I'd worked in it. I was I just hated the direction it had gone, putting out half-truths, flat-out lies. No fact-checking. Well, fact-checking by biased um, leftists. Like I notice on Twitter or X, whatever they're calling it, uh, and I, I, I always am tweeting Elon Musk now with one of my... Uh, fake accounts, <laughs> but oh, I wish I knew what that was. Oh, we'll, we'll send it to you. Okay, um, but I'm like, dear Elon. You know, I only ask important people. I troll them, I guess you'd yes. say. So, dear I Elon Matt, Musk, whatever your name is, I go. Um, I haven't once seen any fact checker uh, point out any disinformation coming from the Democratic Party. Right. Well, I haven't seen it once. Because fact checkers are a biased bunch, and on the right, uh, conservative, I call it pro-America, we love the Constitution, so we wouldn't think of saying, we're going to fact check you, we're going to try to hinder your First Amendment. Hmm. I think that's why. But it's the right thing to do to fact check people that are coming over the screens and and giving people information. That's the whole point. That's why we have, uh, you know, we're supposed to have freedom of the press. They're supposed to be the, what, fourth Arbiter pillar? Arbiter of truth. Or, They're yeah. supposed to be the fourth pillar of what's important in this country, a free press that, like, questions Congress, not, yeah. not only the conservatives. what Congress says. I mean, the checks and balances are crazy. Completely gone. I'm not even sure, though, we ever had that. I, some people go, we used to have a free press. And now I look back and I go, I don't know, based on what? How do we know? Has the government been telling us the truth? I mean, how long have they been lying to us? And if we're putting out information, how, how um, legit has that information been for a long time? It makes you question history when you realize that the news kind of, the news, you cover the, the current events, and then you move on to the next current event. And then the way the news has covered it becomes your history. How long has the news been lying? How long has the government been lying? I think you could go back and look at um, the assassination of John F. Kennedy. Bingo. Yeah. That's kind of so where go, it starts. 1963. Wow. That's a long time ago. How many lies have been told and how much of that has been cemented as the truth in our history? Makes you question a lot of things. Well, I think that's when they started. I think they got rid of him because he, whoever got rid of him, 
I don't think it matters anymore. I don't think it was the magic bullet. Yeah, I doubt that <laughs> one. But boy, if it if it was that one bullet, boy, that thing could sure move around pretty dang <laughs> was quick. Like an and then go through the guy in front of you and turn around and come back. <laughs> and be pristine. Uh, no no damage to it whatsoever. Yeah, isn't that great? It's, it's, it's fantastic. That was another yeah. time, though. <laughs> yes. But I think the CIA's involvement in a lot of things is very um, disturbing. We're finding out, you know, that they've been involved in a lot of the most heinous things that have happened. Um, the CIA in the world, in the world, yeah. yeah. What is their purpose, by the way? I was just thinking of that the other night as I was reading another. You know, we find out their involvement in so many of the just awful things happening, and you go, "What is their purpose? What what good do they do? And why do we even have the CIA?" Honestly, well, because it's just a bunch of. Uh, People that want to do experiments on us. Probably want to <laughs> control <is>. us. <laughs> no, they, they're past controlling us. They already do that. But, you know, they use the mind control to get us to be complacent, uh, you know, and docile workers. But yeah. that wasn't enough for them. They didn't get rich enough off that. So then it was, hey, we can, we can do experiments on them. Well, it was our intelligence hmm. committee. It was supposed to be to protect America, it's just like just like Israel has Mossad. It's mm-hmm. what it was for. But yeah, they they pretty much they were involved in Bay of Pigs. Boy, if this is protecting America, I think we could find another way to do it because it's not Absolutely. really working. I know, and you know, it's not worth it because it costs trillions of dollars, and we're not, and and it isn't working obviously because a lot of Americans are homeless and our veterans are homeless. So that's kind of the proof that it doesn't work. And this is. You know, one I can't believe I'm in the middle of the political world, but this is one of the reasons when I walked away from the media, I just realized that, you know, I've been working since I was young. I come from a big family. I worked my way into my dream career. And during COVID, I lifted my nose off the grindstone for the first time, just kind of slowed down and looked at the industry that I loved and said, what the hell happened to this? This isn't even journalism anymore. Mm-mm. And it really started eating at me. I started feeling physically ill reading the news. It was like the, the news music would come up. I'd hear the, you know, the theme song to the news and I would just get a sick feeling. And this was going on and on. And we're putting COVID just nonsense out there. Lies, really lies. Well, I seem to, and uh, I had to walk away. I just said, I got to walk away. And then I end up, how amazing is God when you say, God, just mm -hmm. take over for me. Yeah, I know. I don't know what I'm going to do, but I know I can't do this anymore. It's immoral. And he somehow puts me in the middle of the political world is God's got a sense of humor, Roseanne. I know. I it might be better than yours. I don't know. <laughs> it is. I steal a lot of material off him. <laughs> From God? Yeah. I mean, like when I get, you know, just how, like I was uh, talking to this great woman artist and I go, where? where does it come from? Is it just there all the time looking at her art, you know? Yeah. And she goes, it just comes from God. It just it comes in. And I go, that's like my jokes. The the first time I was speaking at a Trump rally, it was January of, I think, 21. No, 20, what was it, 23? 22. I had to look at my husband. What year was that? I know, I did that too. And I was so nervous. And I mean, this was a big deal. This was Trump's first rally of the year. He, he chose Arizona. He's endorsed me, and I'm going to be speaking right before him. And we kind of have some ideas what we're going to say for the speech. And, you know, every the week was really crazy. And the night before, um, I just look at the the team that were around me, and I was kind of going through the script. And I go, this is terrible. This is not right. I just They're like, no, it's fine. I go, fine is not going to cut it. This is not 
this is not feeling right for me, guys. I was in almost a panic. And we're trying to go through, you know, rewrite it, start over, rework what we have. And I'm like, it's just not working. It's not working. I mean, and this is not like me. Usually I can make something work, but I was really I bet it is just like you because I do that with every show, every speech, every... It's to the walking to the stage, it won't come together till then. Until then. So I go to bed and I'm, I, I wake up in the middle. I'm in, in bed with my amazing husband, Jeff, and I'm in tears. I go, I don't, he goes, you're going to be fine. I go, no, you don't understand. I don't know what I'm going to say tomorrow. Mm-hmm. This is going to be 60,000 people. I have nothing. I don't know what I'm going to say. I really don't. And I was, I was in tears. I don't cry very often. I was actually in tears. It was fear. Yeah. And I went to bed and I just like prayed. I said, God, give me the words. Go to bed. That's three o'clock, I, I wake too. up and I lay there. And I it's start always three thinking of it and it's starting to come to me. Like the whole thing is coming to me. Mm-hmm. And I think, oh, this is so good. I'll just, should I just, I'll remember it in the morning. Mm-hmm. Well, then I went, oh, oh no, no, you don't. You're not going to remember it. So I walked out into the, in the dining room. Sat down. I didn't even turn the lights on full. The mm-hmm. lights were so dim, I could barely see. It. Took mm-hmm. a pen, and I just mm-hmm. started writing it. Mm-hmm. Exactly what came to me. Mm-hmm. The messiest you could have ever imagined. Mm-hmm. Oh, I can imagine. Got it all out. <laughs> put the pen down. Went to bed. Slept like a baby until I woke up. And I woke up the next morning, and I looked at that, and I went, "What the hell did I just write?" <laughs> I was just trying to decipher it, yeah. but I did. I got it deciphered. We yeah. tweaked it on the way out. Mm-hmm. That's what I did. And I think it was time. a great speech. It comes like that. Yeah, that's all mine too. I want to show her my notebook, talk about crazy. And then I start, I forget something because my brain's going so fast. So I write it over here and then I have to put a square around it. And then I get offshoots and it's just like. And it looks like the, it does it look like somebody insane, literally. Yeah. Oh, it's absolutely. <laughs> Scribbles. And- absolutely. It's like in a beautiful mind, his workstation. Yeah, yeah. it's kind of like mind. that. That was a great movie. When I first got into politics, I said to my um, team, I said to Ross, who's my communications director, I said, I'm not doing any interviews with these corrupt bastards in the fake news. They're, they're just going to do hit pieces. Yeah. They're going to ambush me. I'm not doing it. We'll just, we will put our message out, you know, videos and all that, but I'm not going to talk to them. So one day I look at the schedule and I see, you know, the biggest fake news guy in town wants, is doing an interview. And I go, how did this get on the schedule? It's only five minutes. I go. I know. They always say that. I was only in <laughs> politics that, that's for when you get in trouble. three weeks. And I thought, well, surely three weeks in, he'll say, you know, oh, you're running for office. Why are you running for office? You know, that uh-huh. kind of thing. No, we sit down to do the Zoom interview and right away it's like, boom. It's just like hitting <laughs> yeah, me with the nastiest do. stuff. And I yeah, go, yeah, they do that. Gosh, we, are you not going to just ask why I decided to run for office? It's kind of interesting. I, I I left an illustrious career and I'm running for office. Is that a question worth asking? No, it was just an ambush attack piece. So I, I am. What in, did he ask you? He asked about donations to Obama and all this stuff. Why did you vote for Obama and that kind of thing? And I oh. said, well, listen, I, I've been a registered Republican since I was 18. But when it came time to uh, vote, I had covered John McCain quite a bit. I knew quite a bit about John McCain, and I was very much opposed to these endless wars. I had two little kids when they started, and I thought, if these things keep going, my son's going to go off and fight this endless war. I'm all for a noble war if we have to, but not a a ridiculous, endless Mm -hmm. war. Mm -hmm. And so we took a shot on somebody. It didn't work out. There were really two bad choices. So, But that's kind of what it went, where it Mm -hmm. went. But in... I was what so a great angry answer. on the well, inside. Well, that is a concise and brilliant answer, though. Well, it's the truth. Gave. The truth is I always love a great that answer. You talk, I love that you speak the truth. 
and the truth. And, and you haven't quit either. I, I don't know. Where'd you get the, uh, is it faith that keeps you strong in the, I call it the, it's being Daniel in the lion's den. That, um, I think about the Bible is really a big part of it. I mean, you think yeah. about someone like Moses who God called to be a leader and he didn't want to, and he gave God every excuse, but I can't, I can't communicate. I stutter. I'm too old. I can't do this. And God said, no, I've chosen you to do this. You can do this. And he was one of the great leaders in the Bible. Right. You think of Esther. I mean, the Bible has so many great stories. If you, Whenever you have a moment of discouragement, if you just open the book, you'll find the encouragement you need to keep going. Yeah. It's a, it's a story that is... That's why it's there. Yeah. And that, that actually, during my end months and year of my career... I got sent home because they separated people out. We don't want anybody to get COVID. Oh. Sent, you know, have to send half the people home. And I was thrilled to work from my home office. But that's when I picked up the Bible off my desk. And oh, really? sitting there gathering dust, our churches okay. were closed. And I said, I'm going to just pull the Bible down. I started reading it. And I went, oh my gosh, this is so amazing. I hadn't read it since I was 14. And now I was in my 50s going, whoa, this has a totally different... <laughs> my yeah. life changed so much between the last time I read, you know, when you're 14 and reading it, you're like, do I have to read this? Yeah. When you... This makes no sense. <laughs> well, I always love it. And during really. COVID and the world starting to fall apart, it had so much wisdom in it. Yeah. And so it really did change my life. And, and definitely. Is it, that what did it when you decided to leave journalism? Was that the moment, if you it, have one moment that... It was, you? it was during COVID. I, I, as I said, I kind of looked up the quarantine. At my industry and I went, what the hell happened to it? This is not even... Yeah. truth anymore and i don't want to be part of oh i got into this to tell the truth not to give half truths and lies oh so was it because of the things they were asking us to do having to do with yeah COVID? I, I started to realize that as i was reporting this people uh -huh. would reach out to me because they know me and they say would you consider doing a story about you know i noticed you guys covered this uh, the people who are dying which is tragic. Yeah. But my whole family had it they would say and we just it was like a cold mm -hmm. yeah. would you want to cover our family and I thought that would be a great story. You know, we cover the story that of somebody that got, you know, died from COVID. We think they died from COVID because they might have died from a heart disease or right. whatever. But every death was labeled COVID. And mm. uh, I had people reaching out saying, well, we had it and it wasn't that bad. Would you want to cover our experience? And I wanted to cover it, but there was no interest from the higher ups. Wow. You know, when we did every half an hour, we did the COVID numbers. There's 45 new cases of COVID. There, the ho hospitals are at... 90% capacity. Yeah. The ICUs are at 99% capacity. Right. So I started reading that and saying, there's 45 new cases, but just so you know, I mean, a lot of companies are forcing people to get tested. Many of these people may not even have symptoms. Right. So you don't have to panic about that. Hospitals are at 90% capacity. They're built to be at high capacity. We're not building hospitals to sit at 25 or 50% capacity. ICUs are at 99% because it's cold and flu season and they're usually at 99%. So I was reading the numbers that way. Pretty mm -hmm. soon they stopped having me read the numbers because I wasn't putting enough fear behind it. Wow. That's when oh I realized God, yeah. we're putting out fear, mm -hmm. we're pushing division, we're pus pushing people to be isolated in their home. This is right. because when you're isolated, afraid, mm -hmm. and um, sick, you know, you're more easy to control. Absolutely. And I was just, once it dawned on me that that's what was going on, and there was and no interest to put truth And also the more you sell all of that fear and over the screen division the more that person becomes addicted to the screen mm -hmm. yep 
it's uh, uh who was that what was that study where they pa- not pavlovian maybe pavlov yeah where they kind of get addicted to that yeah to the, the feel stress good that's thing. coming oh the feel oh, the good dopamine. i don't know feel, feeling good the mice and the dopamine yeah, yeah. the dopamine yeah. yeah that's the only pleasure and uh relief you get is sitting there Looking at the screen, that's totally brainwashing and lying yeah. to you. No, fear is very addictive. It is. So, that's how the so the COVID part was really weighing heavy on my heart. And then the election, November 3rd, 2020. That was my birthday. Oh. You know, I had been asking my fans uh, and compatriots and, you know, people, I want you guys to give me the best birthday <gasps> I've ever had. And so they said, oh, we will, Roseanne, we will. A Trump victory. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And uh, so I've said, thank you so much for giving me that beautiful birthday gift, America. Uh. And I knew that you had. And uh, it just was wonderful to be a part of that great victory. (laughs) Of Trump. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we all know Trump won. Well, that's what she's saying. Yeah. Yeah. Hundred well, percent. Especially on your well, birthday. Well, I didn't say it out loud like you did. Carrie. We can say it. We're on Rumble well, now. Yeah, I we, was faking. We, I was doing the fake news about oh, it. Oh, did you? Well, that? no. I yeah. was going all around it to not say. Oh, it. to not say it because I mean, can you imagine? You can't talk about. Yeah. You can't question your government. Mm-mm. You can't question elections. Since when? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I grew up back when you were supposed to question your government yeah. and call out corruption. And yeah. so when all of a sudden um, the election happened, I'm, in, I'm covering it that night live on the air. And I oh, producer gets were? in my ear and she says, um, Brett Baer, they just called it for, or for Biden. And I went, what? I, what? No, they just called Arizona for Biden. I said, well, people are still in line voting because there were some centers that the lines were long. And yeah. even though the polling places were closed, if you were still in line, you could still vote. And I go, that's impossible. Florida had been done and over, and they refused to call Florida for Trump because they didn't want to give any illusion that Trump was having a great night. Trump had a, a killer night. Yeah. Yeah. He won 12 million more votes than he won in 16. Right. He won the most votes of any incumbent president in our Ever. history. Ever. And it was so massive, such a landslide that they had to, in order to boost this practically cadaver who was sitting in his basement. Mm-hmm. Um, they had to make up the most fantastical BS line that he won 81 million votes. Do you remember the toilet leak when they shut down the vote? Yeah, the water main break, which and it was, was like yeah. a, a toilet leak when they finally researched it. That's yeah. what it was. And the when did they stop? Leak. Everyone gets kicked out. Then the ballots start coming from under the yeah. tables. Well, Do you remember that it. ever happening where they stopped the vote count? Have you no. ever seen that? So that was new. Who ordered that? Because they stopped the vote That's count the in several states, five yeah. or six states. The most important five or six states that ended yeah. up going the ones where they Somebody voted. knows who did it. Yeah. Somebody said, we're going to stop the vote because we can't keep up. The people voted for Trump in such a landslide. You know, you don't lose 17 out of 18 bellwethers and then win the most votes in the history of our country. That's why I wrote the song, 81 Million Votes My Ass. Yeah. Which tops, you wrote that? Well, she's on it. I should say. I, it I, came from, I didn't remember that. <laughs> I just remember hearing the song. No, she's but I didn't her speech. Put her, no, she's on the song. Well, I didn't write oh the music. God, I don't remember anything. No, they wrote anymore. a they wrote a song around her saying. I know. I saw speech. that yeah. song. Yeah, she was a part of it. You I know, didn't when know it, that. I did a speech at CPAC. <laughs> so I did a C- speech at CPAC, and I was just talking about all the BS. And I, I, have I said to eighty-one watch that million again. votes, my ass. And well, that's why I named my tour the eighty-one million jokes tour. I love it. 
80, are you really going to have 81 million? Are you going to yeah. have more like how many, how many votes Joe got? Is it gonna be I'm more getting like, like the more. 40 million? Yeah, I'm getting, well. I think yeah. 65. I'm going to 60, say 65. You think you got 65? I do because it was, was a huge turnout. I think he probably got around 65. That's all You I do? Yeah. A lot Lula, of people voted I, with the media election brainwashing. denier. I am an election denier, 100%. I think he got 30. <laughs> 28.7 million votes. Real, real votes. I think he yeah. would have got the same as Biden. I mean, as, well, as Obama and Hillary. Just you know, 60, but, but you know, they, they, the mail-in ballots is where there's so much fraud. Of course. And they poured a bunch of them in there. But then that wasn't even enough, which is why they had to like yeah, stop the county. Well, they had to and know you how saw many how votes. The it took them a shot week to print. You figure it took them a week to get those ballots from China that aren't watermarked. You know the fake allegedly, ballots. Well, allegedly, allegedly. I, mean. I know. You know that. But this is the stuff I go on the internet for news. Who knows <laughs> if it's a lie or not? Well, the media, the, the media is lying the, so much. The government's lying so much. If the news so was much. getting the counts, like you were sitting there reading. Two million votes in what's it, who's it? Yeah. You don't think the military knows that? They they actually think it's the news that calls the election. Yeah. That's yeah. how brainwashed we are. Yeah. yeah. I am for election day paper book ballots. Me too. Show your ID and you count that. That's when I started voting back in 1988. That's what right. they did. Small precincts. You've got 500 voters on the roll. Maybe 300 show up. Maybe 500 show up. And it's harder to um, it's harder to cheat that way. Polls close, and you have a bunch of observers. And now we can have cameras, very inexpensively, yeah. watching those observers, and they count the ballots right there. By the end of the night, we know the winner. They send those results back to Central, and then they tap, you know, they add them all up. And we've done this before. And people go, "It's too expensive." No, it's really all volunteers. Maybe yeah. you have a few people hired. It's actually a lot cheaper. Oh, it would take too much time. You mean more time than 11 days, which is what it took to count Maricopa County? <laughs> yeah. 11 oh, days? I mean, that is, you know, we could talk about like the fact that the uh, voting machines all misfired in uh, the Trump territories all I over should, that county. I should feel flattered, actually, as if I weren't so angry about them stealing this, you know, trampling the sacred vote of the people of Arizona. But in 22, they in our election, Arizona they voters. had to cheat in so many different ways because our movement was so powerful. Mm -hmm. Our movement is so powerful. Yeah. They More went, okay, we, they pumped in a bunch of phony ballots with no chain of custody, about 300,000 of them. And they thought that'll be enough to stop her. And then they went, oh, crap, that's not enough to stop her because people are showing up in droves yeah, on election day. And they found that out. They realized how many people were showing up. Yeah. And they said, okay, we're going to have to sabotage election day. This is how I think they, they were thinking. Of we're going to have to sabotage. Of course. Yeah. And so they spent three days doing – they didn't test any of the tabulators. They didn't do logic and accuracy tests on right. any of the right. tabulators that went out. Right. They did spend three days opening and breaking the seals, putting in new memory cards – and doing some secret testing where they found out that 60% of the tabulating machines would fail. Right. Then they rolled those tabulating machines out in the Republican areas. Mm -hmm. And guess what? About 60% of the machines failed. 200,000 plus ballots were unreadable, spit out on election day when the majority of, of those people were voting for me. Of course. Didn't I should they be find flattered. a couple hundred thousand of them in Joe Biden's garage? <laughs> Probably. <laughs> in the uh, in the trunk of his yeah. Corvette. How does he how does he afford that like, you know, classic car? 
and the well, three mansions. You get 10%. You know, he's the big guy. He gets 10% of every deal Hunter does in Burisma. I mean, it's Can just money imagine? in the pocket. Of course, hey, I see him do it. That's allegedly. That's not allegedly. Actually. One, if one of those uh, accusations were true about Trump, they would have had, he really mm. would be tarred and feathered and. and in prison absolutely well they tried what what has it been seven years to find one thing they could get him on and they've all failed but you know what it's the process to punish yeah it's like it is a witch hunt because it's like you know they know that their case is never going to be heard or if it is they could manufacture that much bs that you know by the time it gets to a higher court it will be dismissed in a heartbeat for by real lawyers, yeah, unless I'm they can bribe them too. But Trump I mean, Trump has his day in court and is able to put out this evidence of 2020 because I think everyone really knows it's rigged. And well, now that's people- what I wanted to ask you about, like knowing broadcasting and being a broadcaster, as you know, me too, and him. Like the way it seems to be unfolding, it does have all the vest, uh, all the uh, signs of like being the greatest show on earth the trump trial I oh mean, my gosh i mean did he call it the the trial of the century yeah. you, were, you were probably in la when the oj yeah trial i was happened. his neighbor yeah we were in brentwood oh that's kind of creepy it was really did you hear weird. anything that night no because he did it over like few blocks over yeah like when the hiding alleged of the... no that wasn't alleged yeah, it wasn't yeah, the whole thing. Yeah. <laughs> well, I always said that. They would say, is Joe Biden the president? I said, uh, did Joe Biden win? I said, yeah, he won just like, uh, what, how was the, what, Joe Biden won just like uh, O.J. Simpson uh, didn't, d- is, is innocent. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Joe Biden won just like O.J. Simpson is innocent. Um, no, I think that the media will cover it. I- I'm hoping, well, they're going to have to cover it. Oh, they've already ordered TVs. I wonder TVs what they'll the do. Courtroom. People, some they people have. say that they will. It'll be so embarrassing. You'll you'll watch all the evidence being played out, and then you'll go to back to the newscasters, and they'll they'll be trying to act like that didn't happen, and backtracking <laughs> and panic. It's <laughs> going to be so much fun to watch that, wouldn't it be? And to like actual actually witness actual fact on the news. being shown on TV, and then those having particular to channels. watch them come out from that. And watch the reaction yeah. is going to be so priceless. The I'm greatest show on earth. I be. am too. But you know that they would schedule it the day before Super Tuesday for him. I know. It is when he says this is election interference, it is so true. And I love that the Google what did they say about Google? Talk well, about election interference. Forget all that with the phony machines and the handwriting which you won yeah well you're still you're still in court over we're still in court as a matter of fact um at the time of this uh taping we last night just filed our appeal which is really good in the appellate court for our original case oh great original case so that's moving forward and it's a really good appeal you know the question is can we get a judge who's willing to be courageous and do the right thing. And it does take courage. It takes a judge who's willing to say, we got to set this aside. Well, I pray for them. That's what I like to do here is pray that God will, you know, some, there's got to be one judge there who, who believes, uh, you know, in God and, you know, the constitutional Republic of the United States and realizes the weight. And knows that the weight of uh, the whole world is in his, in his action so uh, I hope that God would give him the courage and the uh, 
decency to do it because it needs to be done. They would be really a savior of this country if they do the right thing. My, my theory is, and we've kept many cases out there, We've got two court dates coming up at the end of September. We're, we're trying to get our hands on the envelopes that people mail their ballots back right. in to prove that mm. they don't have signatures, they have chicken mm -hmm. scratches. Mm -hmm. uh, so we have a two-day trial to see if we can get our hands on those because they are public records. And we're hoping that um, just having these cases out there in front of a judge as more and more but and they, more information uh, I'm mad out. that they're not even... I haven't seen anything on uh, Twitter, X, whatever. I have... Because I can't sign into other ones i'm too dumb for that but uh it, there has not been a lot of coverage about the fact that you did win that uh that they that they said that the uh the way they this, did signature verification yeah. comparing the wrong signatures yeah was illegal that's a big victory and that is a huge victory. that'll help in 24 which is great um but you know they'll find another way that mm -hmm. i think and actually i think they're worried that they won't have enough methods to cheat well I then they the used them all and now they're like that's why they want to make sure trump stays off the ballot that's yeah, why that's they didn't want me on the ballot thing. yeah you know they came to my door um a powerful person in politics came to my door and tried to bribe me out of running again wow. this was months ago he said we'll offer you a, a great job title a big salary a position on a board if you don't run in 24. Wow. And I'm thinking, why wouldn't you want me to run? We've got a great movement. I mean, I, I really wasn't thinking about running at the time. I was tr finishing my book, trying to get out the door to go to CPAC. And I said, you do know that I walked away from a prestigious job and a large paycheck, a seven-figure contract. Yeah. I walked away from that, so I'm not motivated by that. Um, and wow. that's not going to... And, and I said, who wants me out that they're willing to do that? Well, some powerful people back east what the answer was what does that mean and then as i mm. finally shooed the guy out of my house and i was kind of walking him out he said well how much would it take what would it take to keep you from running wow. to keep you off the ballot just one election cycle see that i think they don't want me on the ballot and trump on the ballot because they know that i've got a movement trump has a movement and they won't be able to stop trump with you know more arizonans excited to get out yeah because it's a key state it's a very important state. They, they, they have methods to cheat. I don't think they're going to be able to employ enough of those methods. With well, Trump that, this that next brings time me to the big one that I wanted to talk to you okay. about. Is that uh, the, the whole Google story about forget all machines and that's enough. Yeah. But the real thing, you know, to me is about the mind control through the box. Yeah. You know, that you're addicted to the, this country. And... Uh, Google is such a large part of that, and that they would set algorithms to keep people from knowing the truth. Well, Dr. It's just Epstein, terrible Epstein. election yeah, interference. The, Ep Dr. Epstein just testified in yeah. front of a, a committee in, in Arizona yeah. about a week and a half ago, and he's he's horrified. He communicates with me now, and he says it's it's horrifying what they're doing to control even mm -hmm. people who think no 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 I've got a good grip on things. We're mm -hmm. easily influenced by what comes up on our mm -hmm. computer. Right. And who's really choosing what comes up? I mean, we may be clicking on things, but we're clicking on things from a choice that we've been given. Yeah, we've who's been given a menu. That? And, That's and we're, yeah. we're just, all we can order is what's on the menu. It's not like we can go. And check this out. The menu is intelligent enough to know what you do want to eat and will tailor the menu to change for your likes. So 
it, it actually is a programmed algorithm. It knows what to feed you. It knows how to make you mad. It knows how to keep you on the screen. Yeah. It knows what information you will believe or not. That's what Google does. And what he testified, Epstein, total mind he was control. talking about little things like, you know, uh, predictive text. When you go in, if you type in Carrie Lake in Google, yeah. it'll add three words. And oh, be, I know. Some of the stuff I've denier. seen it. I'm like... No, they, that's, this is a fact. And it wasn't just Epstein. Carrie Lake's, uh, Carrie Lake, um, you know, policy. No, 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 not no. policy. It's uh -huh. always something like, you know, some BS thing Absolutely. that it adds. Have you ever typed just your name in and then you see what else comes up? Yeah. Oh, yeah. It'd be you Roseanne Barr. Believe. What do you think? Oh, my what would God. You like it's to see changed Papa? over the years, though. <laughs> I've been a fan of doing that, uh, of the story they spin about right now, me. Oh, my God. It's unbelievable. If people really knew, they would be surprised, I think. That's but, what I've learned. Uh, it if, depends if, on what year. You know, it you had a lot to do with my, go my going up and then being at the top. Because, you know, when you're going up, they like you. Yeah. And then when you're at the top, they really like you until you're, you know, you're old meat and you start to stink. No, I, I think then it's not that. Until you, you until they realize, oh, we can't control this one. Mm -hmm. We don't have control. We better take her down. Well, but I think they get they get tired of the shiny thing after a number of, a while. you know, after a while, no matter who. So then they go, oh, because somebody told me this. Then they break you down so they can build you back up again yep. to break you, you down, down again. To because, make you a good story. Well, because their whole view of personalities or stars is, you know, whether they're using you, you know, to send a message to the viewer. And it's all like economics, mm -hmm. you know. Manipulation yeah, of manipulation. minds. Well, during the campaign, I mean, I believe what he said. He he said on when he when he testified, Doctor Epstein. He said that Google was uh, a part of. I think I think he said like four percent of the vote that I, I lost think they because said of fourteen percent. It, it was 14? enough to overturn. Oh yeah, it was enough to overturn it. Yeah. But well, it, that and you know, but, in you know, along with all the other things like the voting machines and the right. signatures. Right. Oh my gosh. I mean, it, yeah. we won in a landslide. I'm 100% convinced of that Me without too. a shadow of a doubt. Yeah. But I remember during the campaign, um, I forget which outlet did some sort of a, a poll, and they they did all the research and they looked at you know negative stories, news stories mm -hmm. on politicians, Democrat yeah. and Republican. Of course, yeah. the Democrats never have negative news yeah, stories. I mean, never. they could literally like skin a cat. No, it's true. And, um, you know, be that. an axe murderer and they That's would be covered. election interference. And then Republicans or conservatives, especially MAGA conservatives, 87% mm -hmm. of the stories were negative yeah. about uh -huh. Republicans. Yeah. And this, and I'll never forget it. I'm reading it going, this is terrible. 87% are negative about conservatives. That's BS. Yeah. And then the last line, there was one candidate that had 100, in our survey, had 100% negative coverage. And it was me. <laughs> hey, like, oh my gosh. How biased is that? Totally that, that biased. That just shows you right there who they're after and afraid of. It's yeah, well, one it's of like the, they speak in one voice for their boss. It's, That's what corporate is. The media matters, which is a Soros entity. Yeah, they it, they put out me. kind of the talking points yeah. for the day and the in the the biased journalists go, okay, who should we be going after? I'm at the top of the list. There was a headline that said the most dangerous politician in I America. I thought it was a story about Trump, and I figured I was just mentioned in it. And I scrolled down and saw my picture, and I thought, wow, they are really nervous. I mean, th think of the 
how nervous they must be because it shows you they are not willing to have outsiders who they can't control. Right. It tells me they can control almost everybody who's in D.C. Yep. Because well, of course they can. If Whoever they are writing the nastiest stuff about is who you should be supporting. Yes. That's, that's what I've learned in all of this. I think that's fairly clear to most Americans at this time. I hope so. I mean, think of the things they've said about you and... I well, always that love. is just a symphony of hate. And and then you meet the person behind it, and you, you're like, this is one of the most charming, wonderful people. That's what I've learned in being in politics. The, these people that have been you know, castigated and torn yeah, down in the media, I've, I've met a lot of them. I've had the great pleasure of meeting them. President Trump, I've gotten to know him. He's a friend. You know, Matt Gates, Marjorie Taylor Greene. I've met all these people, and they're wonderful people who love this country. Yeah. Not a thing of, of what's being written about them is true. Of course not. Well, look who's writing it. A bunch of leftist nutballs, yeah. Well, they're completely, they have no ability to, uh, they have no ability for self-reflection, it seems. Because mm-hmm. they're walking down the street, waving their wieners in our face, and then telling us we're offensive. That's, Think about it. <laughs> I hadn't thought about it that way, but you're actually absolutely right. I know. Of, a lot of judgment being pushed our way when... when with a wiener in your face. I will tell you one thing I did notice when I was um, running. Some did, the, you notice, did you notice like... I didn't see that. Was no, there really somebody who did that? I wasn't going to say about... Yeah, those guys walking oh, down 100%. the street in the parades. Seen the gay, the gay rights parade. He had a he actually had a wiener. Penis and he's a actually a journalist. No, no, she's okay. just saying. Oh the my left. god! Okay. Well, you didn't specify. I was I. She was talking about the left. These are the people. Oh, I mean, yeah. with their parades and yeah. their drag yeah, cre- yeah. queens reading to children, yeah. and then they Where say did that we're whole offensive. Thing start from? Where did the whole we got to have drag queens in schools start? It's called grooming. It's been around forever. It just came overnight, though. Oh, it's not yeah. no, it like didn't. Well, it's been growing. It puts like when you're trying to get in a really ice cold pool, and first you put in your big toe, and then you go slowly up to your ankle. Yeah. It's in it's increments. Been, yeah, well, one of the like first things I noticed comes as incremental. It doesn't just happen. It has it's to been go, working on it for a long, long time. It has to go time. very slow. Yeah. Just like, you know, um, losing our rights. You don't just yeah, take all of them away. You don't right. tear the, you know, Constitution up like many, I think, in D.C. really do want to do. You just slowly take a little right away. Yes, we're going to search everything you've got when you go to the airport. I know there's the Fourth Amendment, but we're going to search everything on you, and you're going to go through these detectors, and okay, we got to swab everything, and we're going to do a, a pat-down. And we agree to all of this begrudging, begrudgingly. And slowly. And then it's another another. Well, because uh, they were lying to us the whole time, but we were tricked into like thinking lies are truth, and having to go along with. It. And then what are you going to do? Go? I'm not traveling. Uh, you know, you don't, you don't have a choice on that. Mm-mm. So, but I think, I think well, the thing I people are waking up to go. You know what? We can stop buying that bullshit. Yeah. That's true. That's we're at we're we're at a great time for like moms. So I wanted to go into the I mama love, bear thing. I love that. But I, stop buying because we can yeah. protest with our mouths. We yeah, can and go our brains. But we can protest by how we spend our money, and that's mm-hmm. really critical right now. And how you've seen it with Bud Light, with the trans thing in Bud Light. I noticed the trans thing, and it didn't sneak up. It was pretty quick when I sent both of my kids a few years ago. Right, it was before COVID to summer. They were going to both do a summer camp. 
And my son's was like a survivalist, like learn how to like start a fire. I mean, you are, you've got a backpack and you are out there surviving. Mm -hmm. And my daughter's was a, she wanted to do like going to medical school or something like that. So Mm -hmm. hers was at across the country at, um, oh gosh, it was in Nashville. His was out in like Wyoming. Mm -hmm. And he ended up having an asthma attack and had to come home early. Uh. It was not good to be that high up, but we got him out. Oh no. But he called me from base camp and he said, I go, how did it go? I mean, you learned, what'd you learn right away? Like the first thing is like, well, we got out, we set the camps up and started a fire. And then everyone sat around and go, oh, that must've been amazing. And you're cooking or, you know, getting your own food. And he goes, no, they started asking us like what pronouns we want to use. Oh and I'm my like, God. What? This is, but I hadn't even heard of this <laughs> crap. Sorry. I almost, um, and I go, this is, uh, did they teach you how to like not get eaten by a bear? No, no, no. We first did the pronoun thing. And I said, well, was everybody like, you know, a boy who was a he and a girl was a she? No, one of our, you know, uh, counselors was uh, they or whatever. And I went, oh my gosh, that's so unnecessary, weird, stupid. And then my daughter a week later goes to Vanderbilt for um, this summer camp. The first day she calls, she goes, you're not going to believe the first day we went through like all the rules. And then we talked about pronouns. <laughs> These are two separate camps. They're not associated with, you know, each other. Yeah. And this was dark. That's when I noticed that I went, something is going on here. That this is like, okay, time to roll out the pronoun thing. Now we're going to roll out the COVID thing. You know, they just it keep rolling out crazy and then, stuff. And then the, uh, and then the tried and true uh, genetic shot genetic oh the gene altering shot <laughs> whereas if you said that before they would actually clip your video yeah. <laughs> oh Turn yeah the power off at your well home. they probably will but a lot of people are saying that they're afraid that before trump is able to present his case on television that they'll just shut the whole thing down and satellites how- everything black like a uh, media blackout yeah. or a electricity grid I think they're trying to think of everything to stop him. Nothing yeah. would nothing would surprise me anymore. It's, it's like they're all going to move to Ukraine and take our government with them. I'm starting to think horrible. that Zelensky is our president. I mean, the way I know he. I have a feeling he calls Joe and says, "You know, jump," and Joe says, "How high?" Or get us some more money right now, and they they roll it in. It's so unconscionable. It's the more like suffering. Joe calls him and says, "I'm going to send money. You're going to wash it and take my ten percent out." And send it back to me. <laughs> Could be. I That's think they've got is. him by the you know what right now, and he. Can't. I think they'll do anything. Man. What do you think of that Kevin McCarthy? I hope that I think they really need to consider, um, obviously, turning off the money to a lot of this stuff to the Jack Smith. I uh, know they sit there griping because they just want their three. They want their fifteen minutes of fame on the television while they're grilling each other, and then they don't do a damn thing. They think it's that we're going to be bought off by these TV moments and clips. Well, and we are all watching now. I mean, if you think about what we were watching, how many people would even watch like C-SPAN or you know twenty years ago? A few people did. Now I don't watch anything Hollywood puts out. I don't out. either. It's not even interesting. The Mm -hmm. real world is so much more interesting right now. And politics is where it's at. And these guys are being watched now. And I think that McCarthy is feeling that heat. I mean, he's got his own people, own Republicans going, you better get on this. Are we going to impeach or not? Because they impeached Trump over a phone call. I know. They impeached him for nothing. And this is this. We've got a mountain of evidence on Joe Biden and they need to do it. But, you know, I think they're thinking about it. 
Because, you know, they're like involved in some really weird game that we're not part of. I, but I watch both of their moves and it's like they're trying to, I think this is the end of a big chess game that they're trying to figure out who's really going to take the last move. Really? Okay. And they're like, I think that somewhere they're like, if we impeach him, look what we're left with. That's true. I, right? Um, so they might not want to go that way. It might be better to go another keeping, way with him. Well, one of the things I see is by keeping him out there, as disastrous as it is, because we're going to get disaster with Kamala Harris. Either oh, way, even, they're both. This whole administration worse. is absolutely rotten to the core. By keeping him out there, mumbling, bumbling, fumbling, it's reflecting on the Democrats. It's forcing them. I mean, eventually they may be like, yes, we hope the Republicans impeach him because we've got to get rid of him. He's so bad. Well, they're trying to make the Republicans do it, I think. But they're going to have to do it. And they know it. And I think that's the chess game. Okay. Who's... They know they're going to have to get rid of him. So they're considering... Uh, you know, putting in somebody else. And they don't quite know who, because Kamala's, she wasn't, you know, she's got citizen issues, citizenship issues. Oh, I hadn't heard that. Yeah. Yeah, she well, does. Well, she's even less popular than he is. And and then How there's the possible? fact that nobody... Know, that's, that's like <laughs> oh, my bar. God, did you see her where she tries to act like uh, she's human at that? Yeah. I mean, she's, I mean, I allegedly, she's a, on the... They're on the third clone with her. Well, I I don't know what's going on, but she doesn't quite um, have the the syntax that kind of goes from the brain to the mouth. No, it, uh, it, there's no brain there. There she is at two at nine one one, and they show the somber picture of everyone commemorating the three thousand dead that are you know and they're incinerated naming their names alive there. And here's her. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Oh my gosh! In in the photo, <laughs> doing her fake laugh, <sighs> cackling. It's just horrible. It's I can't believe we're here. You know, I I think, and she's just Obama, so he's already on his third term, mm-hmm. destroying our country. And then, so if he gets her in there, that'll be his fourth term. And then he's does a she, yeah, little it, tyrant. I don't know. Yeah, you. So you think Obama still has a lot of control? Yeah, he told us he would sit in the basement and talk through, yeah, you know. Yeah, have an earpiece in his yeah. ear. You know, he came out and um, and did a event for during the campaign for uh, my opponent. And he, he he's just a shell of the man he was. I interviewed him one time. And you did? Yes. Did you find him charming? He seems charming. It was, it was in March. It was the day before Trump pretty much secured the nomination. Mm-hmm. It was Trump versus Ted Cruz. And mm-hmm. the next day, Trump had the, the number of you know, electoral mm-hmm. votes to, mm-hmm. to win. And so I asked Obama some pretty tough questions. Most people go in there and softball him. Mm-hmm. They gave me three minutes with them. He spends the first two minutes filibustering, so he didn't have to get many more questions. But I, I asked him a few questions about Trump. Oh, the American people will never elect Trump. I will say this. When he walked in, actually, I walked in the room. He was in there. I was... Like it was such a letdown because he had been built up by the media to be this larger than life character. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I was like, wah, wah, you know, it was like, <laughs> this is Obama. This is, I mean, I covered him all these years as a, and seen the video of him and the media, just everything he did. He'd move and they would be like, oh, oh. and so it was oh my God, underwhelming. It was, oh. He was very beta, yeah, um, beta, not an alpha guy at all. Mm-mm. And not as big as I, I, I thought he was going to be taller and he was kind of like 
skinny and um, we did the interview. It went fine. Afterwards, I take a picture with him. They, they took a picture with everyone who interviewed him that day. And it was my producer, me, and Obama. And of course, that picture got they. My opponents used that against me so much in the in the race. Oh, they they clipped the, the producer uh-huh. off, and I'm smiling in it. I remember <laughs> somebody said something funny in there, and I was smiling. Pretty big smile. I mean, I'm in the White House, which is pretty cool. Yeah, really. To interview cool. a sitting president, and I'm smiling. They took that picture of Obama and me, and they tried to make it look like we were, you know, at prom or dating or something. So I'm like, oh, that picture that I took. I was so happy to be, you know, interviewing a sitting president, and then yeah. that came back during the the campaign. It was like the picture they kept using. At one point, I woke up. During the primary, and my opponent, who was a woman about my age, married to a ninety-five-year-old billionaire, <laughs> spending his money to for a vanity project to uh-huh. run for governor. <laughs> we wake up, and it, there's pictures of Obama and me, and it says "donated to Obama." Kerry donated to Obama, and I was so mad. I'm like, oh. you know, first of all. 10 million Obama voters crossed over and voted for Trump and right, brought us President exactly. Trump. And every day, Democrats are waking up realizing the Democrat Party of yesteryear doesn't exist anymore. No. And they're realizing that we've got to start putting America first. And Trump was not some extreme right winger. He put forth common sense policies that actually put our country first to try to get us out of the rut we were in under well, Obama. Well, one Democrat who left the party and became a Republican is Trump himself. That's mm-hmm. right. As did I, as did every sane as did American. As did Reagan. As did Reagan. But, I mean, there's just a certain point where it's like, hey, you guys are all a bunch of thieves on yeah. both sides of the aisle, and you're stealing public money and putting it into your private pockets. Right. And we're on to you, and we don't care what party you say you That's are. That's right. You, you have a number of uh, things on my list here to fulfill or get the hell out. And Trump did that. He fulfilled yeah. everything he said he was going to do. They said it would be impossible. He'll start wars. He'll crash the economy. Just the opposite. Right. Didn't start a war. He showed America, which is stuck on old ideology, can't grow beyond, especially the left, yep. that you can have peace and prosperity, mm-hmm. which yeah. they had totally forgot. And they thought all you could have was war and prosperity. Because but it's war so brought, wrong. War brought them prosperity. That's right, right. because they're Trump a war is, master. was not about the military-industrial complex. That's right. And the military-industrial complex runs the world. I think we all know that. Yes, we do. And these are why presidents like um, JFK didn't survive. That's right. He was, he was pushing against that. And, and, and the minute you push up against that, they want you out. And I think that's why they really wanted to bring Trump down. Peace, there's no money. The military-industrial complex doesn't make a lot of money during peace. They make trillions during war. Uh, I wanted to say one thing. You know, uh, Martin Luther King, he, he spoke a lot about racism. And, uh, you know, they had... You know, they liked hearing that, that we were breaking down uh, barriers and moving forward. But when he started to talk about endless wars, he was shut up real fast. Yeah. And that those were his last speeches about, you know, y- using poor people to go and make money through war and dying Sending our for sons a, and rich, yeah. a rich class. For an endless war. Well, Vietnam yeah. is an example of that. And so many, uh, a lot of poor people a lot of we lost a lot of of uh, african-american soldiers over there yeah they were the front lines Mm -hmm. because you know obviously neither party cares enough to like do anything about 
you know, rehabilitations are just what's owed. There's too much money. Or to make anything right, right. to fix any problem that uh, befalls any American as a class or as a, just as an individual. But to make law after law, making it more difficult, it's like the very reason for the uh, Declaration of Independence itself. Mm-hmm. When in the course of human events, it, you know, becomes impossible to live under this kind of bullshit, we have to come up with something better that actually works. Yeah. To throw off this government, yeah. I think we're kind of there right now. I think we're kind of there right I now. I think the we kind of are there is, too. Whereas the truth um, speakers, the truth tellers of yesteryear, the, the Martin Luther King, JFK, when they started getting too close to that flame, they were snuffed out. Mm-hmm. Now too many of us understand what's going on. They can't take us all right. down. And I think that's what they're very nervous about. And Trump showed us that you can get in there. You don't need 20, you don't need two decades to f- solve a problem like these bozos in dc had made us believe oh if you want to it's going to take two decades to solve this problem we'll promise you more we'll, we won't deliver he did it like that with everybody coming after him mm-hmm. he inspired me to run i mean i i can't believe i end up this fed up mom in the middle of politics but when i walked away from my career and put my video out saying i can't do this anymore i you yeah. know thank you for inviting me into your homes but i just can't I can't do a job that is only half truths. Right. And so I thank the people of Arizona and it was immediate that people started reaching out and saying, would you run for office? We really need somebody yeah, who understands. Yeah, it totally makes sense because covered they had the seen state. your face and trusted you as a news broadcaster all those. And I covered Arizona, so I knew mm-hmm. the issues, I knew mm-hmm. what worked, the, the politicians who didn't do the job. Mm-hmm. And at first, oh, I laughed at it. Oh, that's always a good one. I laughed. I was like, there's no way these people, must. they must hate me. I just <laughs> left the corrupt world of fake news, and they want me to go into the even more corrupt world of politics. But then I, I really thought about our founding fathers, mm-hmm. and that's what they expected. It was, it was the merchants and the farmers mm-hmm. who went in, and the doctors and lawyers who went and served. They, mm-hmm. they ran for office as citizen politicians, mm-hmm. and then they went back home to their lives. They didn't stay there forever and ever and ever. Yeah, right? that, like the that Nancy was a Pelosi's. great thing. Yeah, that was a great thing that Trump suggested, term limits. I never had heard, I, ne- I have never heard another politician ever say that. I loved it. I like it too. Um, I have, I, I can see both sides and I'm only saying this not because mm-hmm. I like people like Nancy Pelosi and, um, you know, Joe Biden who've been there forever and ever, you know, they're wheeling in wheelchairs. They've got like one eye drifting to the side. They can't speak. I mean, this is what we deal with Diane Feinstein and they've been there forever. It's what time about to go. The, uh, but here's why I don't. What about that Fetterman our, guy? Fetterman. We're going to get a thousand more just like that if we don't get our elections straightened out. They're just going to keep rolling out these imbeciles if we don't get our elections turned around. But the reason I I, um, I haven't always been for term limits, I'm, I'm really open to the idea, is because our it's not in our Constitution. And I believe that our founding fathers never envisioned that somebody would want to go and spend their whole life in Washington. They didn't see that people would want to make that a career because there's really no money in it. There shouldn't be money in it. But and there's they have big to go money home. in it. They have to go home and tend back to their farms and businesses. So they didn't put that in. But they also thought that our elections would be fair. Mm-hmm. If we have honest elections, we're going to vote these losers out. 
But it's impossible to vote these losers out when our elections are rigged. Well, it's also like another thing that's interesting to me is, uh, you know, ballot access of a candidate. That's how they're going to try to take you and Trump down next is ballot access. Because, you know, I ran for president in 2012 and it became all about ballot access and that was very very difficult it's hard you have to i pay only money, got on you? three no well you do but that's just a normal amount okay but uh i only got on three ballots out of 50 states and it was so hard and it was miraculous that i even got on three so you know that's yeah. the new weapon that nobody's thought about yet but i don't think they'll ever stop it's not like even if he would win again, mm. or maybe even if you would win again, uh, that they would stop. Don't you fear I, that? I think it when Trump wins, I don't want to say if, when Trump wins, I believe his second ad, you know, administration is going to be, we, you know you know how fast he worked in the first administration mm-hmm. and he had everyone coming at him? This one's going to be like whiplash. He's going <laughs> to go and get stuff done real quick. And we're going to root out a lot of this corrupt, uh, these corrupt individuals. But, I mean, it seems like that's all there is. I mean, to say root out, geez, the whole damn thing's full of them. Well, well, then root it all out and bring some honest people in. Maybe this is your chance to run again, Roseanne. Well, I told some people who asked me that all the time. I said, I don't need to run again because in 2012 I declared myself the de facto president of the American people for life. <laughs> I love that. And I, that <laughs> I'm not for dictators, but if we had to have one, but it's as, it might be fun to have Roseanne Barr. It's as a grandmother figure, because yes. I wanted to ask you this. Why is that making I don't know. such it's, noise? I've shut it off. But I don't it's know. like the refrigerator's going uh, I think rogue it's, over there. I think it's your air conditioning is overriding. The, uh, <laughs> this place is I'm sure nobody crazy. can hear it. <laughs> I'm yeah. sure no one can hear it. <laughs> nobody said anything. It came out on Candace, too. Nobody said anything. So hopefully no one hears it. Nice. Yeah. It's your house. Oh, well, everything's wired backward here. But it's anyway. Great, uh, the mama bears. Yes. The whole mom thing. I think this is the dawning of the age of the mom and the grandmom. I agree. It's our time. Because in we, every way. You know, when you're a mom, you're busy, you're, you know, you're packing the kids' lunch, you're trying to get, look through their book bag and make sure they've got all their homework ready for school, getting them ready. You know, we're busy, and we're trying to protect our babies, and we've seen what's happening to them. And now we go, crap, is anybody going to step forward and help solve this problem and save America? Mm-hmm. And we have to now jump in and save America. And yeah. that's okay, we can. I, I always would love to put things on moms because they can get stuff done. That's right. And they have unleashed... A monster, <laughs> in the best way, you know. This is this monster is, is the right word. When 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 you're you've got mom and you're fed up. Have you ever had mom mm. when mom's mad? It's one thing. You're like, okay, mom's mad. Mm-hmm. But uh, maybe I should be asking Jake. When mom's mad, it's one thing. Right. When mom's pissed off, it's a whole new level. Yeah, absolutely. When mom's mad, you might try to like butter her up and make her happy. If she's pissed off, you like avoid her. Yeah, you, know? you hide. We've got a bunch of pissed off moms out there. Yeah, we do. Mm-hmm. And I believe it's going to be the moms that help save the world. Oh, I know uh, it. It always is. We were talking about there this is. last week. This is where we're, that's who it's going to do. You it's, know, the speaking of guys. the Bible, people have been brainwashed by Bible babblers, but every story in the Bible has a woman that gets the job done, starts the job, and finishes it. Yeah. And uh, people really need to 
reread it and look for that. You know, every time you read it, it's like a time machine wherever you are, and you'll get something completely different totally. out of it that you ever did before. Totally. But read it for the women that are often unnamed or removed or diminished, but yeah. their stories are very, very interesting, particularly to women as far as it comes to mustering the will mm -hmm. and the desire to you know, manifest goodness here yeah. on behalf of uh, children and other people's children. Well, it's that motherly inst instinct that God gave us. And, and I know. It, 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 it breaks my heart that um, a young generation has been told that, oh, that's, you know, I don't want to have kids. It's I, Why would you want to do that? That's such a burden. I can live a selfish, fun life without kids. It's like that is the greatest gift ever to be a mother. Mm -hmm. I think we all women have that motherly instinct. Even if they don't have kids, they have it. They just don't know it. Mm -hmm. um, and it definitely deepens after the act of birth. After the act of birth, it's so big. It is like you ha you become a super a powerhouse. You become a uh, superhero almost protector yeah. of your babies. So then when we start seeing them That's going after our kids. That's how I see you, because I, I see you, if I was a Hollywood casting director, you would be the one, you'd be wearing the Wonder Woman suit. <laughs> okay. Suck in the gut. You've got the Wonder Woman look. You've got that <sighs> determination and you're looking off into the future like this. I'm very hopeful about the future, by the way. I That's know that cool. there is so much, I mean, it's like all hell is breaking loose, but... I, because of my faith, and, and I know that God does not lose this battle, and no, we're, we're here. Mm -hmm. I don't know how it plays out. Now, I would prefer, if it was on my timeline, we did this a little quicker, and we got things cleaned up a little faster. More efficiently. But all, it's all about truly bringing people to God. Mm -hmm. And when times are tough, that's when you find yourself down in your knees praying. Mm-hmm. At least that's been the experience in my life. Mm -hmm. I, you know, when things hard got, times turn people around. Yeah, right. hard times create strong men mm -hmm. and women. Mm -hmm. So I, I believe we have a lot of strife to come, and we'll just strengthen through that and hopefully come together. I think we have a lot of people who are going to be waking up as we're watching the economy falter and yeah, we're we're not slow walking into we're fast walking into yeah, war. We're people rushing aren't even paying long. attention. <laughs> Yes. Right. So I think things are going to get tougher. It already is. It's seven, I think it's like 17%. Cost of everything is up by 17% mm -hmm. or more. Wages are down by 3%. You don't have to be a world-class economist. How would you suggest To know that that does not work in no. the long run. That's Bidenomics. That's Bidenomics. Yeah. Bidenomics. But do you have an, uh, an antidote to Bidenomics in the way of, can you suggest? Because I always think about, well, I know what it's like to be poor, so I suggest ways to save money for regular people. Do you have some suggestions on uh, that? I grew up poor as mm -hmm. well, although nobody told us we were poor. I think mm -hmm. everyone was kind of poor back then. Yeah. And we had to work from a, from a very young age. And, you know, I, I'm a very good worker. I always know that nowhere, if I can say please, thank you, uh, and clean, I can find a job. Mm -hmm. Because I've got the work ethic, and that was mm -hmm. the greatest thing I got from growing up in a big family. I, I don't want to say work harder because I know many people who have two and three jobs. What yes. I think the anecdote is to, to Bidenomics is Trumponomics. <laughs> it's yeah. getting Biden out and Trump in. We know Trump can turn this around very quickly. The, the biggest thing we have to do is immediately open up our energy again. You know, Trump had yeah. our energy. We were energy independent, energy we dominant. We were just about to become the world's biggest exporter of 
oil. oil what and, the hell? I know. I mean, talk about kneecapping us. Yes. Just before we start turning a profit. And, and this Green New Deal is going to destroy America. And, and, and the world. And, and the world. Do they think that, you know, forcing us to have paper straws is really helping anybody else? And it's not really, the straws aren't getting in the... In the ocean. Well, it's about You know what's in the ocean? The masks that the left is trying to force. <laughs> there's masks. I've been walking. I there's know, masks everywhere. everywhere. And now everything's gone to like recycle to, to uh, plastic. You, you can't. Everything's to go now. And it's like, okay, this is a bunch of garbage. Because they wouldn't let us eat into the restaurants. You had to take everything to go. Oh, it's yeah. It's creating a bunch uh-huh. of garbage. But, you know, <laughs> we have an abundance of oil and natural gas. And we need to be drilling like crazy. I don't want to have to rely on any other country for Think our of the energy. jobs. Look what's happening in, in Germany. They're, they can't even afford to heat their homes. They've turned their back on nuclear. And they're reliant on um, energy from Russia right now. The, the highest They're making energy Russia costs. really rich. And Joe Biden wants to do that. Mm-hmm, he does. That's what I don't he, understand he, about he, the American He wants people. the super... We were a superpower, and he yeah. wants us to not be that anymore. Yeah. This is a huge shift in who the superpowers in the world are. So we're opening, helping Russia and China yep, against we're, us. We're form, forcing them to team up against us. And how shocking to find out that Joe Biden has been taking money from Russia and China. It's very weird. It's a weird And Ukraine. Wow. How does yeah. that work? And now we've, we're pouring hundreds of billions into Ukraine. Meanwhile, our border is wide open in Arizona and California. And the drugs are pouring in. And you look at, so, so you know, Trump has great policy. I think our it's policy horrifying. was Arizona first policy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it was actually for. I a, love that you go. That's because the cartels own this Congress yeah. in Arizona. Boy, I was like, yeah. boy, she's really telling the, the truth. The cartels do. They all took cartel money. I just got an um, email from a Border Patrol agent. He said, it is so bad on the border. We have absolutely no control. The cartels are completely in control, and people are just oh walking over. Oh, my God. They don't, they're not even checking people in some of these places. They're just mm. walking across. I feel so bad for those people. It's, it's bad because Arizona knows what happened. They know that election was rigged. They know we sat and watched right in front of our eyes as they rigged this election and sabotaged election day and then just acted like, okay, everybody, just deal with it. We're going to put these it. frauds into the government and steal our government from the people. Mm-hmm. And they thought that I would go away and go, okay, well, we'll try again next. No, that's not how it works. If somebody steals something from us, we stand up and say, no, that's ours. We're taking that back. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and they had, had many people, Roseanne, who were Republicans who said, don't fight this. Just oh, I'm run sure. again. If we don't stand up on these rigged elections, well, we're not going to Well, they're all on the take, too. They must I be mean, on the take. Of course. Why else would they say, why else would they, why else would the Republicans in Congress in Texas let them uh, pursue this, oh, what's his name, Jake? I can't remember. Paxton. Ken Paxton. Paxton. Who, by the way, at the time this recorded, was just acquitted of all oh, charges. Oh, I love it. Acquitted Gosh, of all was, charges. Yep, just All happened. right. Okay. It, it grinds so, fine. Grinds slow, but fine, Justin. And his attorney was so good. Yeah, That guy was. was good. Busby. They oh, my Trump gosh. He needs to, to have a reality he show. He totally needs to have one. You need to sit him here and do an interview with him. I, I would love to interview that yeah. attorney. Jake, get on that. I will. Because, <laughs> like, brilliant people but, but you know what's cool about brilliant. that? Um, well, sorry. Sorry, I, I, I'm a big talker. I'm from I Iowa. Too. I, I just it. gab, gab, gab. It's a podcast. You're supposed to. Um, so what's cool about it is uh, it sucked for Paxton. But boy, did it show the people of Texas who's who, mm-hmm. what's what. Because the people of Texas overwhelmingly voted for him. And to have yeah. these Bush 
establishment guys mm -hmm. tried to impeach him because they couldn't win at the no, ballot they box. They can't win properly. It, it really laid out who's who. And I think that everybody who was trying to impeach Paxson is going to be voted out of office. I hope so. Around. Run I hope they don't town. replace him with crooks from the other side, though. That's another prayer is that we have to say that, speaking of women, and particularly grandmothers, I'm always saying this, and granddads if they're capable. <laughs> Most of them are too tired, if you notice. But um, the women, go in there and run for office yes. if you are a decent person who feels that you have a duty to this country and to the Constitution to, to protect the children who live here, that they all have a chance to have a decent education not controlled by perverts in the teachers' That's union. Right. The teachers' union is probably the most dangerous union out there. They're, it is the enemy of American children. They don't even like teachers, to be honest. No, they hate they, good they, teachers. They use teachers as political pawns, mm -hmm. intentionally um, keep their salaries low. Right. Even though we're pouring more and more and more money into education, it's going to the administrators. Right. Teachers, they keep their um, salaries intentionally low right. so that they can roll out every election cycle and say, we don't pay our teachers enough. Mm -hmm. I, they, I can't afford the, the stuff in the classroom, all that stuff. Mm -hmm. They hate the parents mm -hmm. and they don't like the kids. No. It's all about power. And, um, and I believe indoctrinating our children. It's pretty of obvious course. right now. They've got a whole agenda. You know, it's a communist takeover. Would you homeschool your kids? If I did. Oh, you did? Yeah, my youngest is 28, and I did homeschool him. And boy, did we have a blast. I I'm bet. so pro-homeschool. Well, because I can't I'm even rich. imagine you as oh, a homeschool teacher listen, how fun that would have been. <laughs> we went Ask to him. Paris to like for art history. We got to fly to Paris and stay there for a week and go to the Louvre every day oh for gosh. art history. You That's know, awesome. I mean, regular parents couldn't do that, but some parents could. Yeah. And I, I got to sit with the tutor, make sure they weren't a pervert. Do, how did you find the teachers? Oh, it's a difficult search, but, you yeah. know, always check references, parents. I just have to, mothers. Yes. Who do most of that. Like really call and call, check. Really yeah. even meet investigate, fully vet all references of people that are going to be around your children. Yeah. So and Moms true. don't do that because you're so busy. You take another mom's word for it. But look what happens in this world. Yeah. And, you, you know, even, have, even just a written reference, I mean, that could be obviously forged so easily. Yeah. Like but you also if you have a bad gut feeling. I had a friend one time say, I think I need to get a nanny cam because I just have a feeling. And I go, oh, that's a given. I go, uh, don't bother with the nanny cam. If you've got a gut feeling, change course. Yeah. If you've well, got a bad smart. gut feeling and you feel like you need a nanny cam... Uh, get, I say you do need a nanny cam. You do, And you but, should advise the nanny... That uh, you will be filmed 24 hours a day. And if you have a problem with that, then, you you know, don't take the job. But that is yeah. a requirement of this. That's what I did. Yeah. I don't trust nobody around my kids. Uh-uh. Not even myself, because I'd like <laughs> to beat the hell out of No, I'm kidding. I don't believe that. I'm seeing Jake here, and he looks relatively normal. Relatively. He seems Thank very, you. I'm like, this the is psychological cool damage doesn't You show. always wonder what, what, what would Roseanne Barr be like as a mom. Of course, we watched the Roseanne show, um, and we, I love I loved the character. And I think it was actually very close to who you are, right? Was it, Jake? Um, yeah, it was. You were, yeah. I mean, it was, it was the network 
PG version, I would say. You oh, know. so it was a little crazier. It should have been an HBO single camera series, is, is what I'm saying. <laughs> like the Sopranos. <laughs> Maybe you do the Roseanne Barr podcast and then you do a reality show as well. Well, you have we're the cameras sort of weaving it in. Jake, uh, of course, he's going to say something like that, but... No, you know, you Jake weighed t- almost 10 pounds when he was born. She does this every episode. Oh, my <laughs> gosh. Uh-huh. Yeah. That's so, like twice as big as my kids. Oh, yeah. It How was did that terrible. go? How was, oh, it was the worst thing I've ever, was ever it a lived through. No. No, I wish it had been because, I mean, you can just imagine. I can. That's... I had, I hate to say it to... The governor. The I'm not going to say it because you're the governor. We'll find a way I'm to. You can find a way myself, to. Clever, huh? You can find a way to cleverly say it. Well, I had to push really hard yeah. for okay. two solid hours. Yeah. Oh. And he was my what fourth child? Yeah. 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 So I I was used to childbirth, uh-huh. but no, this was ungodly. This was. And a- when you push really hard, you know, like having a. You know, a lot of people get constipation and yeah. things can result that you need Prep H for. Yeah, she got it now. Okay. See, I get the, what's going and on. they were unbelievable. Uh huh. Yeah. Unbelievable. Oh, so mm-hmm. it's so, well, childbirth is. Uh, so Jake should never complain about anything that I've That's why I've she's done. bringing it up, Carrie. That's like, I think I he through. should never, he should hold his tongue. Don't you agree? Yeah, I do. 10 pounds is, is quite a feat. <laughs> I, I will say this. Um, the greatest, you know, when your first baby is born and you're pregnant, you're like following every day. Okay, oh, I'm going to grow a little <laughs> bit. And you're like, you know, every second child, you're like, oh my gosh, it's due date already. But I loved, <laughs> I loved birthing the children. I, you know, people, women always want to put their horror story out there. And mm-hmm. I'm like, it is the greatest thing. But the one thing the books don't talk about is what happens after. You know, mm-hmm. your body's kind of recovery from that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. There aren't a lot of books written about that. It's kind of like a science project. It kind of is. It's yeah. a bit gory. It is. It's like, yeah. well, none of the books quite mention what happens like in the days and weeks after where your body's trying to come back together and heal while you're taking care of a baby and you obviously couldn't even sit down. No. Probably. You had to no. stand and, oh my gosh. Yeah. It, well, but I laid totally on my worth side. It. If you're out there and you're pregnant, you're going to be great. You are this, I always tell this to women I see that are pregnant. I go, I'm so excited for you. I'm jealous. I love the I love the act of birthing the child. It was just so beautiful. <laughs> oh you my only God! Don't, you're speaking like <laughs> you an only alien. Get another planet. I know. I I no, it's loved it's smart. every part of it. Do you know every single part of it? But you only get that that experience as many babies as you have. When yeah. my wife was pregnant, her mom she called her and she's like, uh, "I'm going in." tomorrow and her mother just started giggling like an evil giggle and i said what's so funny and she goes because i know what you're about to go through and she oh. thought it was hilarious so oh we were terrified God. when we got to the oh, hospital just, i hate it when people scare <laughs> no, these moms we were, we were terrified well sometimes what happens now with moms now and the and the hospitals will intervene like at the drop of a hat do a c-section yeah when yeah. sometimes they're i think they're rushing to that and i think women are so nervous about it that they almost want that. And it's yeah. like, yeah, it's no, way better. You are the single most capable person on the planet to push out that baby. Yeah. Now the C is way better. I, I have to tell you, I forced him to give me a C-section with really? my fifth boy because I referenced Jake and the roids. The ten <laughs> I said, pounds. I cannot live through this again. If this kid's going to probably be even bigger. So I just, for reference, Jake, my kids were like 10 pounds at one year. Yeah. you're. you're oh lucky. my God. So that's really? like pushing out a 
baby that's one year old. Yeah. 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 They were 11 pounds. They were, they were little. Oh, my God. Now they're okay. normal size, but they were kind of little. Oh, wow. Thank See? God. I mean, I have to say, I, I like your approach on childbirth, Carrie, though, because not to get all sappy, but, and I didn't obviously do much during, but it was a very spiritual experience for me, me and my wife, Hannah. Like, we weren't overly religious when we went in, but during the process of childbirth, we were communicating. We probably creeped our doctors out. I kept saying, like, God is here with us, and we 100%. connected on a level we never did. So next time we get pregnant, uh, God willing, we're excited for it. We're probably going to do it at home. If, if yeah, we can. forget that. I think cool. we're going to back to the C section. No, we're never doing <laughs> back a to the hemorrhoids. <laughs> hemorrhoids are better than a C section. No, scar. I think you're right. I, it I was really, hard. I believe that um, pregnancy is is a miracle that God. I do too. A, God, a miracle from God that yeah, He lets you in on. And I it's think so, so cool. Too. Yeah, that's a good way to put it. It's like it, it, it is just the greatest thing ever, and I, I wish that more young people, um, you know, not like too young, but yeah, I wish more. Young women really looked at it that way and viewed it that way instead of I a burden. I wish more people would be so happy about it and it's, have your uh, your uh, view of it because so many people are unhappy with it and yeah. suffer through yeah. it. But how great to have the viewpoint you have. That's good one. Uh, Well, coming from a family of nine, um, wow. you know, lots yeah. of babies and grandkids around and all of that. And what number are you? What do you think? In the nine. I think you're number seven. Nine. I'm number nine. I'm the baby. Oh, you're the baby. <laughs> yep. Of nine. So thankfully, mom was pro-life. But back then, everybody was pro-life. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. It wasn't. So I came out and um, I looked at these, my competition were the nine, or the, <laughs> my eight siblings. Did they take good care of you, though? They did. I bet they did. We had eight girls, so I'd, oh. I've, got, I've got seven sisters and one brother. And so you, it was like having, you know... Many additional mothers. Yeah, that Jeez, would be cool. It was really horrifying. cool, and a lot of a lot of great <laughs> women to look up to, from being this little, and you know, I used to walk, you know, dress up in their clothes and walk around with their high heels, and you know, the fun things that you would do when you have older sisters. That's we have fun. one brother. I was the oldest girl, so I was like basically the family slave. Oh my! In God. Jewish families, the oldest girl is the servant. Go do that. Go get yeah. that. Take care of the baby. Put a chicken in the oven. <laughs> oh God! It never ended. And you're five years old. How do I do that? <laughs> no, I knew. Yeah, you knew. She knew. Yeah, she I, I, I was kind of a were, mom since I was five. Kids were just more um, competent back then because we had to help out. Yeah. Well, we knew we felt like we were uh, a needed and important part of the family, which I think you most were. kids now they don't feel that they're a part of a group a group effort because there's a lot of helicopter parenting going on. Mm -hmm. I'll do that. You might mess it up. I'll do it. That kind mm -hmm. of stuff. Yeah. And or so they, then they never learn. Even or they're the not home because they're working, or you know, other reasons. But yeah. I don't feel that kids feel they're part of anything, and so that's why they're easily targeted and drafted in these crazy communities they've well got. they're on their phone all the time a yeah. lot of them are um and not you know even i even think i failed in some ways at getting my kids involved and helping clean around the house when i was a kid i felt like the same way it was like uh i'm late i'm a laborer in the house mm -hmm. did you only have me because you needed someone to clean the house right and, and of wonder, course they did yeah <laughs> well back then you know you did have big families for that reason right a farmer would have oh yeah a bunch you were you were born on a farm not born on a farm. I was born in a barn. No. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, but you grew um, up on a farm. I grew up in, in rural Iowa. 
first 10 years of my life, we lived in the city, which oh, okay. a city in Iowa is not normally that that metropolitan. It's actually pretty small. And then when I was 10, my dad moved us out to the country, like the middle of nowhere. Where? You wouldn't never heard of it. Donahue, Iowa, uh-uh, which is a town of like 240 people. Mm-hmm. And we lived about 10 miles outside of that town. So we mm-hmm. lived like 10 miles outside of like the tiniest little town with the only thing it had in it was a little tiny grocery store and a, a Pepsi vending machine, <laughs> which was like the highlight. Let's ride, ride our bikes in. We'd ride our bikes 10 miles to go and wow. get a Pepsi. How much did it cost? I think it was like, I want to say cool. 25 cents or uh-huh. 50 cents, something like yeah. that. Wow. It was coins. <laughs> and we would guzzle a, a Pepsi, and then we would take one for the road and ride our bikes back home. Awesome. But you spent a lot of time in Iowa, right? Yeah, I had I had a farm there. Uh God, years ago, and I was going to build my dream house there, but it, you know, kind of cr- all crashed it down. It didn't work out. There. But I lived there for about three years, and I loved it. I had ho- I had a lot of acres and um, horses, oh so I would I would saddle up my horse Buddy, and then I owned a cafe, so I would ride Buddy two miles to town, put him on, uh, you know. A- tie him up on the tree, and then go into my little cafe and cook for uh, people who came to eat there. Oh I loved gosh. it. I made the best chili, the best desserts. What town was this? It was Eldon, Iowa. A Tumblr. And Heard then of it. at the end of the day, you know, of course I'd make other people clean it. Mm-hmm. And then <laughs> i go get you on my horse. You did all that cleaning when you were five. I'd get on my horse and ride right back to town. my house. It's like John Wayne. It was so fun. Where's Eldon? What, what's it near? It, uh, Fairfield. I thought it was a Tumwa. Oh, yeah. Oh, it was by a Tumwa, yeah. too. Yeah. So southeastern? Between a Tumwa and Fairfield. Okay. I don't know directions. I'm, I'm lost okay. with directions. I, I grew up about probably an hour, hour and a half from there. What but the kind of work? The people are great. The people are, the people so, are so amazing. nice. Iowa nice. They have, t- you know, pe- people say, well, it's... Are Iowans ever mean? I go, not necessarily mean. I think the opposite of Iowa nice is Iowa passive aggressive. <laughs> we do passive aggressive well. Like nobody can outdo it. If you have to be, rather than be mean, I, I sense there's a little more passive aggressive. It's a it kind just, of a bless your heart yeah. kind of thing. Yeah. You never really outright mean, but you can find a way to <laughs> irritate someone to death if you have to. I, I fit <laughs> in really well in the there. way I treat the media. Yeah, I love it. It's my favorite uh, I fit in really well there because I, I thought we were very much alike with the, the women in Iowa that I met. and The people, they were so cool. Yeah. I really liked living there and I was sad to leave, but, you know, onward and upward. Uh, right. Then I went to Hawaii well, that's now not a Texas. bad place. I mean, I love Iowa, but Hawaii is a pretty great place as well. Beautiful. You've been Terrible things happening over there, though, you know. It's so sad mm. because you see that um, we have Americans who are suffering so much. That's what kills me. I, am, I walk by people, and I don't want to sound like strange right now, but I'm, my son goes, you're an empath. I yeah, know. I didn't well, know yeah. what that meant, and because I'll he'll say, "You won't believe I cut myself, and here's what happened," or like I hurt myself, and I go, "Ouch! Oh, don't tell me! I I don't want to hear it because I actually feel whatever he's describing." But I also see that when I'm with people, yeah. I think that's what made me a good journalist because I could feel people when they were struggling or had pain or joy, whatever the emotion was. But I find I'm in a lot of airports, and I'm looking in people's faces. I try to look in in their eyes, and I. We're just suffering right now. There's yeah. a lot of suffering. Especially in, in Maui, 
Hawaii, they're suffering, and um, you know, I'm just always praying that uh, aid does reach people and good things are happening. And I do hear that, you know, from my in intelligence sources, which are some good thing other there. people who live there. Yeah, good things are happening, and I hope it's true, and and good. that uh, goods and services are reaching the survivors. Good. And, and I hope they know, can keep the their property. Oh the no, they're going to keep. But how they're going to keep their property. I swear. If some people, I have got to come out. down there and yeah. kick some ass and run for governor of Hawaii. They're going to keep their property. You should run for governor. Of Hawaii I know because everybody. Because the governor there that. is. Oh, they're all they're yeah. all hooked up to the money machine. Yep. Which is the, our taxes. We need some good um, America first governors is what we need. And that's why they had to stop us because yeah. they said, holy crap, this woman is going to do it. She's, she's going to secure the border, tackle the chronic street homelessness. We got to secure the border. You can't, how do you tackle this chronic street homelessness, this drug abuse that's just plaguing our generation? Mm -mm. If it's coming in. Like endlessly. Endlessly. And if you, I'm sure you've seen the videos. Oh, yeah, it's terrible. You haven't. San Francisco, yeah. Phoenix, Oh, you know, yeah, LA. we've been up there. Yeah. Have you noticed there's a lot of young men there on the street? It's all These men. are working-age young American men. Yeah, it's um, mostly men. It's 96%. And I think a lot of veterans. A lot of veterans. Um, we walk I just down. notice how many of them are African-American. That makes my blood boil. Because the Democrats are always stoking about how racist we are. Yeah. And in fact, did call me a racist because I accurately named, you know, the way it works. Yeah. That, uh, you know, a men's rights. Well, I'll go into that another time. Well, I agree. I agree. But I our mean, it's, we're I'm really a, worried about our men. I'm a, I'm a mother to a boy, and I'm not the only one. There's a lot of moms out there. I, I always say our girls are doing pretty good, although now they're kind of going after girls by trying to force them to compete with men in sports and things like that but well they're trying to destroy women's rights and women's safety yeah. that that they're just it's a full frontal attack on every level from every our angle. kids yeah, in schools i mean it's an attack and it's also uh to hum it's a, a humiliation routine i think and then when you watch the news they kind of get off on they're like yeah. sneering that they got American president. Yeah. Where the hell have you ever seen anything like that? Oh, we locked up the president of the United States. I mean, how shocking is that alone? Yeah. Yeah. And then we're just supposed to swallow that like it doesn't mean anything? Mm -hmm. It's complete mind control, and it's not for the benefit of any American. And it makes me mad when they stoke all their racism crap, and then you go see how many of those homeless people are african-american and they're not you know that's never being exposed and how the biggest yank of all that they do to line their own pockets comes from inner cities where they think they have an endless supply of voters they don't yeah. have to do one thing for not one thing in fact it's in the negative like with the with the veterans they're taking away from the people who mm -hmm. vote from the mm -hmm. for them and i swear biden his his votes all come from people who are working for the government and just trying to get their retirement. Once they figure out the Dems have stole their retirement funds, they're going to be mad. That's a very good point I haven't thought of. The federal employees are, yeah. are always vote for the Dems, mm -hmm. but there's not much that's going to be left in the coffers. It's no, a, it's all over it's in big, the Ukraine. Yeah, it's all, and we're, we're spending money to the Ukraine to shore up their pensions. Right. which is that's outrageous right. and to secure their border. Because right. that's where these guys are going to run 
mm-hmm. when the hammer comes down the other way. Mm-hmm. They're going to become Ukrainian citizens. That's going to be interesting if that happens. Huh? I think I'm like telling you, I know how them. You fled think Argentina, that, like the Nazis in Argentina. Yeah, fled. Yeah, hmm, I know how the criminal mind works. I watch forensic files. <laughs> <laughs> She's got it all figured yeah. out. She does. Well, I, I I know this that the really serious problems that we have are all solvable. Hello. That's what I'm saying. It's yes. just we have to get the right people That's in right. office. And then, That's but then, but the, but the great conundrum is how do we do that when our elect? That's why the election is elections and honest elections, restoring faith in our elections is the most important issue. I know it's taboo. Mm-hmm. I know you can go into a school and talk to elementary kids about sex or anything like that, yeah. but you can't talk about election fraud. Right. Mm-hmm. We have to restore our elections, we have to root out the fraud. Or we can't vote our way out of the mess we're in. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Hence 2020. Hence the design. Joe Biden and Kamala Harris. Hence the nightmare that's playing out. If this isn't enough to wake Americans up and say, A, they know that the election was stolen, rigged, mm-hmm. and we've got to restore honest elections. I Everywhere think how I go, we do that, here's what I think. Everyone stops watching TV, and instead they have neighborhood get-together meetings where you actually discuss actual things with your neighbors about what are we going to do if, we're, if our country shuts down? Hmm. What will we do? I think that's advisable right now. Are Stop we watching yeah. the fear-making machine that's mm-hmm. dividing. And actually get a plan with your neighbors. Oh, I think grandmothers could coordinate those meetings because every grandmother is responsible for about 100 people, I figured out. That's she great. could coordinate that in these grandmothers' councils, which we're going to yeah. have to do if we're going to stay alive and safe. Just I like think a, that's a, how bad it's going to get. A, uh, a, Ameri- a Safety meetings or whatever you want to yeah. call them. Whatever you want to call them. This neighborhood for, watch. Neighborhood watch. I love it. And get together, have a plan. Yeah. It, just in case. We don't know. We, we I think there's going to be violence on and the streets. And you've got to have a garden. Committed. Tell me if I'm not right. Yeah. You, you lived on a farm. I don't have a garden, though, right now. Oh, my God. You lived on a farm. You've got to start growing some vegetables. I live, yeah, I could. And if you, I, I live kind of in a townhome, which I love. So you can get garbage can, you know, get those plastic garbage <laughs> things. And you can grow tomatoes and lettuce and carrots in yeah. there, right, in your right window. inside your kitchen. Yeah, you can. You've okay. got to have food because that's going to be the new money. We do. I will tell you money. some of the great things. If you have to look for a silver lining that have come out of the last very tumultuous, devastating years, are mm-hmm. I think people are looking like, what if? What if yeah, we can't they get should. out? What after the shutdowns and all of that? So you know, we do keep more food on hand. We do have a plan for purifying water if we have to. Good. So we have thought about some of those things. These are things I would have never in a million years. You know, you, you always used to hear about the preppers. Yeah. yeah. A lot the more Americans preppers. are like, I guess we're kind of a little bit into yeah. prepping because we want to make sure we have be, everything ready. Because things could get really bad. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. If you would have said that seven years ago, I would have said, okay, Roseanne's losing her mind. Mm-hmm. But now I go, yeah, yeah, things could get really bad. The summer of love with every all of the protests, that could spill out even worse. It could. And uh, you should prepare yourself. And The thing is, they've got us so we can't see what's right in front of our face. That's mm-hmm. what makes me so sad. When we turn the news off, mm-hmm. we take the power away from them. Yes, we do. And, we and then we start the getting our own plan with each yeah. other. Living humans that communicate, not AI telling us what to do or what the, to think or feel or read or say mm-hmm. or how to vote, but us talking to each other. Hey, how's it over in your neck of the woods? 
You don't have people trying to break in your house every 20 minutes, do you? Yeah. <laughs> oh, gosh, I hope it's... Something, yeah. some plan to of where we at least know our neighbors, right? Because now yeah. a lot of people don't even know who their neighbors are. Creating safe places. That's a great safe idea. Safe spaces. And, of course, for kids, because that's who's mostly, uh, you know, harmed in all these kind of crazy things. Like, I- I'm thinking of the people in Lahaina and, you know... They're at, they're at that level, having to Complete. organize life from the bottom up all over again. Complete destruction, and then Complete how do you even, you know, move through that and survive that? Well, they know how, and you know, help is coming and is there. Good. So That's you know, just hear. pray for that too. Pray Those for our people. country. Pray I do think country. that um, prayer goes a long way. Got to oh, follow it up with some action. Yes. You know, people say, what's going to happen? And if Trump will get in there and everything's going to be fine, I go, yeah, I think that Trump will get in there and things will be much, much better quickly. But, um, or they'll say, you know, I don't know. I think there's some, there's something going on behind the scenes and it's all going to work out. Maybe, but I don't want to rest on my laurels and go, well, somebody else is going to fix this. No, we can't do that. And that's why I'm every day. I want to make sure we have all of our cases out there right in front of a judge for when the pressure builds and, and, more and more information comes out that judge finally says, you know what, I need to rule the right way on this. That's exactly right. It might be my case. It might be somebody else's. I don't know. Maybe it's just we win in the a court of uh, public opinion. Maybe the judges don't rule for us, but the public rules for us. And 80, more than I think that is what's happening. 80% of Republicans say the elections are fraudulent. 61% of independents. And it's up to 40% of Democrats, Democrats. who say this, this is rigged. Yeah. So we're we're starting to see a shift, and they can't continue to push this this long. No. Something's got to give. The dam will burst. Yeah. I think, you know, people are seeing it very clearly. And I think that you and I talking today has helped to make it even more clear. I love having this conversation with you. Likewise. And uh, it was just wonderful to have you in my home and to know a little bit more about you. You're Thank a you. wonderful woman. and. I, I love that you're uh, willing to serve the American people, and I thank you for that. Thank you, Roseanne. I'm, I'm honored to be in your home. The greatest gift is when you're invited into someone's home. And so I love that you're doing this podcast in your home. And I still am pinching myself that I'm sitting across um, the sofa. From me? From Jake. Oh, yeah. from, <laughs> from the 10-pounder? No, yeah, from the 10-pounder. <laughs> He's it's normal more, right now. You're normal more, size, right? No, I'm, I'm not. I'm <laughs> and, 220-pounder now. And sadly. sitting across from um, really an idol because you have withstood a lot. You were being Thank canceled you. before cancellation had a name. I know. And, so, and to pers- persevere through all that has been a real great thing to well, watch. Well, God and, put you where you're supposed to go, I guess. I feel like he took me out of Egypt and brought me to the promised land of wow. uh, free, c- creative freedom. Pure free, pure creative freedom. Uh, yeah. That's how I feel here. Sometimes yeah. when you've been completely canceled, it's like nothing else to lose. I don't have to worry about trying to please everybody. Yeah, <laughs> I've been canceled it by like them. That. Yeah, It's the greatest thing ever. You kind yeah. of walk through your fear yeah. and on the other side you are Unafraid, which is why oh, we yeah, that's yeah, why we named it that. that. No, you don't have to pick it up. No, I just but said I, that was a good cue. Yeah, hold it close to the uh, mic so I can it's, see. It, I got to look at unafraid. That's that's what I admire about you is, but it's like courageous and yet it's like 
it's so mom based courage. I just love it's, that. I think it's an inner strength that comes from just kind of a knowing that God, that God's got your back, you know, but, um, and mine is autographed. Ha ha ha. ha. <laughs> I love it. And you are so gorgeous. Were you always gorgeous? No, not really. I, well, a thank you for saying that. I don't, you know, makeup helps a lot and some lighting and all of that. But, um, you know, I think just uh, all those years I had a lot of older sisters, so I would put their makeup on and things like that. And I worked in television for a long time, um, and so I know how to kind of pull it together. But I, I can look rough a little bit as well. Trust me, well, in the mornings you don't wake up looking like that. That, I think, looks like <laughs> perhaps the first woman president of the United States. Oh, I my gosh. Awesome <laughs> I'm Team Carrie, yeah. I would be there. All right, slow down, Roseanne. All right, no, but right. I had to say it because I say it all the time to my family. Can I ask one quick question? What What yeah. is your plans? You're going to keep with the lawsuit? or you think, I, I saw you floating a Senate run at one time. Uh, yeah. I, I haven't made any, you know, it's not really a secret. I am really seriously considering a run for U.S. Senate. Oh, yeah. boy. I mean, I've watched. listen, we won the election for governor. The people voted for a change in Arizona, mm -hmm. for strong leadership that was going to actually solve the problems. And because that was stolen, that doesn't mean we just go, okay, now we have to roll things up and leave. No. I, I want to serve the people of Arizona. They want me to serve them. And we need some leadership in D.C. because yeah. the people we have back there are just absolute buffoons. So I'm considering it. I'll probably make a decision in a couple months right. or a month or so. Do you Let think you can serve better as a senator? Uh, or as a governor? I, I mean, I ran for governor because I felt that we could make some really big, good change in Arizona for the better. But, hey, look, they, they, they rigged the election and stole it from us. And they, wanted, they were hoping that, that we and our movement would go away. And I've got a lot of mama bears out there saying, we run, stay in it. Yeah. Don't let them win by stealing our movement. Definitely not. And so I think we have to stay in it. We have too powerful of a movement. We have a chance to pick up a Senate seat right now. That's great. And so take that's it. like more, that, that's a big deal. Well, you can run for it's governor. It's a big deal because I could, you know, if, if I decide to do it, I will be able to go to D.C. and help President Trump implement his amazing policies, which are incredibly transformative, I believe. They it. are amazing policies. Right. Nobody you, you ever talks to, about them. I try to talk about them all the time. Agenda 47, he's talking about them, laying it out. You go mm -hmm. to these other guys that are running against him, their page, their web page, all you see is a donate button. Yeah. Maybe mm -hmm. one line on well, whatever policy. He's got detailed policy. Yeah. And, and we need to get somebody. I get so record. frustrated when we watch these people in D.C. They're so-called Republicans, and they were working against Trump. Yeah. I know. Well, they and cheated, so, too. Well, it's not even, I think it's the uniparty. Ver, it's it globalism is the versus Americanism. It is globalism versus Americanism. Or Marxism versus Americanism. Yeah. And I'm on the American side. Yeah. Me Pro too. Pro-America. Thank you for being here, and um, see you next time. Oh, you see